0: Praise the Lord. Well, today, I'm not going to get my teacher hat on. Instead, I want to... I've been reading the book of Acts, and I want to... um, We're going to camp in Acts chapter 8, essentially. But I just want to, like, remind us of what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. Because we're all called to be a disciple of Jesus, and we're all called to make disciples. That's our primary job. No matter what we're doing, no matter what our day job is, like you're a teacher, you're a truck driver, you're a student at school, like you're a mum at home, you're in the army, whatever you do, like, you know, you've got gifts and talents and you're using them and, and you've got a sphere of influence, and you're called to make a difference there. You're called to be light in the darkness. You're called to bring the kingdom of God. Amen? And, and the Lord will have people in your world for you to disciple, for you to say, run along with me for a bit and I'll show you how to follow Jesus. I'll show you. Right? So I just wanna, I want us to be inspired by the word and by how the disciples live their life in the in the early church when the church was being birthed is that okay if you say no too bad so you're gonna to have to go somewhere else because <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about today um <clears throat> praise the lord so father we just we just open our hearts to what you want to say to us hmm. you told us to follow you and we want to do that father We actually don't want to just play games and play church. We want to follow you, Jesus. And we want to do what you told us to do. So I just pray for open hearts to hear what your word is telling us. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so day in the life of a disciple. I'm going to paint, I'm going to like do a crash course through Acts 1 to to 8 just to like set the scene right. So Jesus has been crucified and he's risen again and he's appeared to like 400 people, around about 400 people. Um, and during that time he taught them about the kingdom of, of God. That That's what it says, There's like one verse it says, he taught them about the kingdom of God. Wow. For 40 days he talked about the kingdom of God. Um, Amazing. And then he's like, guys, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, but I'm going to give you a job to do. Matthew 28, he tells them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And behold, I'll be with you always, even to the end of age. So he's like, I've got all the authority and I'm giving it to you and your job is go make disciples. Go make disciples and teach them to obey me right? And then he goes to heaven. And and he's like, by the way, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and he's going to empower you to be a witness. And then he goes. Um, And so he told them to wait. He said, you guys need to wait in Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. So they go, and they wait. Guess what? Only 120 waited, isn't that crazy? People saw Jesus alive and they just didn't do what he told them to do. And then they missed out on the Holy Spirit. What the heck? Man, let's not miss out on what the Lord has for us because we don't obey what he's telling us to do. There's a little there's a little gold nugget for you. Um, <clears throat> Alright, so... They gathered together and it says that they devoted themselves to prayer in Acts 1.14. And it says they were in one accord. Okay? One accord, one mind, one heart, one passion. So they're in this room, they're devoting themselves to prayer. And then boom, Holy Spirit falls. We, we know this story. The Holy Spirit falls, tongues of fire, they are filled with the Holy Spirit, so God is now on the inside of them. Imagine that. Imagine. We know what it feels like, right? And they start to speak in other tongues. Um, it wasn't the private prayer language. It was tongues as a sign. So they're speaking in known languages, but they hadn't studied them, right? And so they spill out into the streets. They're full of the power of God. And they spill out into the streets and they're declaring the goodness of God in other languages. And the people that are visiting there, they're like, oh my gosh, these guys, we can hear them talking about God in our language. What does this mean? and some of them are like these guys are drunk and then peter he's full of the holy spirit now he's full of boldness and he gets up and he like he's like guys this is what Joel prophesied this is what Joel prophesied in those day in those days i will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams the young men will see visions Praise the Lord. And then he's like, this is that. We're in that now. The Holy Spirit's here. Praise the Lord. And then he's like, by the way, P.S., you killed the Son of God. He was the Son of God. He was walking on the earth and you killed him. And they're like cut to the heart. They've realized. Can you imagine one day being like, crucify him, crucify him, crucifying him? And then realizing, oh my gosh, I, I helped kill the Son of God. Whoa. They were cut to the heart. And so they cry out and they're like, what must we do to be saved? And Peter's like, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was a promise. You will be filled. Not my be, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says three thousand people were like, Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Whoa. That's a cool day, hey. Praise the Lord. And then what and then what happens? What do they do? Now there's three thousand one hundred and twenty believers. The church has gone from 120 to 3,120. Well, what do they do? Acts 2.42. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And then fear and awe came upon every soul and many signs and wonders were being done by the hands of the apostles, right? Wow. They devoted themselves. Devoted. I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. Continued steadfastly. Persevere and not faint. Give oneself to continually. Be continually diligent. Apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers. It's not rocket science, is it? Apostles' Doctrine, fellowship, baking bread, prayers. We should make a song about that. Apostles' Doctrine, fellowship. But I, I can't do that. No, no, no. Where are the roughers? Where are the roughers? Wow, It's not rocket science, is it? Men, I want to suggest, what should we be devoting ourselves to? Apostles Doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers. Apostles' doctrine. They didn't have the New Testament yet. What were they what were they devoting themselves to? Christ in Him crucified. Paul was like, I aim to preach nothing to you other than Christ in Him crucified. You want to know what they were preaching, like it's here now. We've got it in writing. Wow, they devoted themselves to that. They devoted themselves to fellowship, to doing life together. To like, Sarah's so like, come, come with me, and we'll do it together. Carla's like, come on, let's, let's do it. Like, doing life together, walking through things together. We're we're made to do it together. We get weary when we do it alone. Yeah, we do. It's funner to do it together. We're called to do it in family and community. Um, breaking of bread, communion, remembering the body and blood of Jesus, remembering the cost. Men, they were devoting themselves to that every single day, reminding themselves of the cost. It cost. It cost the Lord, His Son. It cost the son his body, his dignity, his, his health, everything. He took the sin of the world. He took the sickness of the world. He took the curse of sin on his body. Man, it cost him everything. And so they, they kept it first and foremost in, in their minds. So they didn't forget. Man, when you're every day, when you're taking communion, when you're like, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me, imagine not—imagine being separated from God and having to go and kill a dove or a ram or whatever else they used to have to kill to, to like, have peace with God. Imagine having to, like, deal with a mediator, with a priest. Like, can you kill this for me because I talked badly about Sarah the other day, like, can you imagine that? And then all of a sudden, they've got Jesus on the inside, and they're like, we never want to go back to that. We never ever want to go back to that. There was a time when I couldn't hear the voice of God. I never want to go back to that. Thank you, Jesus. Man, when you take communion every day, clear perspective. It gets rid of all the rubbish that's going on in your mind. It's like Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Right? And then prayer. They devoted themselves, continued steadfastly in prayer. Why wouldn't they? Man communion with the Lord prayer is not boring it's like God what are you saying what do you want me to do here God what do you what do you want for this situation what can I do I'm listening to him and I'm praying what he wants it's it's like two-way conversation I'm doing it with my family oh my gosh you heard that I heard that too you heard something else that fits in so well oh my gosh God's alive right man prayer. Wow. They devoted themselves to those things. And, and, it's, and it says, And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. The Lord did it. Wow. You know what? We say we want revival. We say we want this massive move of God. We say we want those things. Are we willing to be devoted to four simple things? Are we willing to push past the discomfort of, I'm tired today, so I'm just not going to go to church? Or, I'm tired today, I'm not going to read my Bible? Or, you know what, I just don't feel like hanging out with people. Guess what, we actually need to like go, actually, no... I'm going to be devoted to the things the Lord has told me as a disciple and a follower of Jesus to be devoted to. I'm going to devote myself. And, and I'm just going to see what happens. Chances are, I know what will happen. I'm not going to even say that. He will light your heart on fire and you will start to look more and more like Jesus. We've got to get over those excuses that we make. man. if you're tired, sort your life out. Go to bed earlier. Stop wasting time on social media. Stop watching stuff that doesn't feed your soul. Pray some more. It's like, let's get our our lives in order. Do we want revival or don't we? I'm going to be devoting myself to this stuff. When I don't, I like I feel funky. I get discouraged. I feel weak. The enemy has a field day in my mind when I'm not devoting myself to these things. Right? Okay. Sorry, I'm not preaching about that. Um all right, so Lord added to their number signs and wonders were being done by the apostles. Significant signs and wonders. We see like the lame man, completely healed. Um, The purpose of power. What's the purpose of power? It's to confirm the gospel. If you're not seeing the power of God in your life, try preaching the gospel. How about we start telling people about Jesus? That's why the power was there. God was like, yeah, they're telling you the truth. I'm real. I'm alive. I think, we, I think sometimes we think it, we'll just sit here and the power of God's going to be like, phew. Like we're all saved. We know he's real. I'm like, yes, you will see the Lord move in power in this place. But man, if we really want to see the Lord moving in power, let's start preaching the gospel to people that don't know him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, It talks about them being of one heart and one soul. Okay, so there was this beautiful unity. Um, It started getting to the point where everyone was healed. They would just drag people in their presence and everyone would get healed. Amazing. Amazing. Um, what else happened? The church was growing so much. It was getting so big, so fast, the Lord just kept adding, adding to their number, and it was growing so fast that the disciples were like, we can't do everything. We can't do it all. So we need to choose seven people that are of good, good rapport, good rapport, um, good repute, sorry, full of the Spirit, of wisdom. And they're going to serve the tables. Whoa, man. I thought it was going to say, and they're going to be the main preachers. It's like, no, they're going to serve the tables and we're just going to devote ourselves to prayer and preaching the word. It takes the body, right? Everyone's got things to do. You've got things to do here. You're important. You all are. And then Stephen, one of those seven, he becomes the first martyr. Persecution breaks out against the church. Stephen's martyred. We don't we don't hear this we don't read of the disciples being like, Oh my gosh, maybe we got it wrong. They're not getting introspective. They're not like, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. I think we might just forget about it. They're not sitting in a room being like, what did we do wrong? Are we doing it wrong? They're not like, all the silly things that we say when things get a bit hard, we're not facing any persecution. Um, They're not whinging or complaining. They're just like, We are worthy of being persecuted for the gospel. Praise the Lord. We're just going to keep praising Him. We're going to worship Him. And what do they do when they get back together? Lord, give us more boldness. Give us more courage. Continue to stretch forth your hand in signs, miracles and wonders. Whoa. Men, we're whinging when it's too hot. We're going to stop our whinging and complaining. It is not... The way disciples live. You get, if you start, if you hear yourself whinging, be like, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. Lord, give me your perspective right now. Amen? Come on. We're not called to be whingers. (laughs) All right. And then we get to Acts 8. Let's read. That was the Naomi abridged version. (laughs) Okay, Acts 8, um, verse 4. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Say, preaching the word. What are you called to do? Preach the word. I don't care what you do. Ask the Lord every day, help me to preach the word. Help me to preach the word. Doesn't matter what you do, you're a preacher. God's inside of you. There's lost, broken people in the world, and they need Jesus. You're a preacher. You've got the answer. Amen? Philip went, Philip is my new hero, my new favorite disciple of the week. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in the city. The purpose of the signs, to confirm the word. Amen? signs confirm the word. Why did they listen? Because of the signs. Why did the signs come? Because they're preaching the word. Got it? Preach the word, signs will come. Don't. I heard the father say um, just recently, he's like, Naomi, I will back you up. I'm real. Just do it. I feel like the word of the Lord is, I will back you up. Step out. Step out of the boat. I will back you up. Tell others about me. I will back you up. You need to expect that you can rebuke unclean spirits and they will leave in the name of Jesus. Amen? I'm seeing it more and more that, that I will ask the Father, God, what is going on here? And he'll tell me the name of the spirit that is causing the disturbance. And so I will rebuke that spirit, and it it goes. It has to go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Expect that people will get healed. Amen. So there was much joy in the city. But there was a man, we're we're up to verse nine. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city, and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him, from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptised, both men and women. So now we have people getting saved and being baptised. Praise God. Disciple. A good disciple will be seeing people getting saved and baptising them. Amen? Thirteen. Even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. So now the magician is amazed by the signs and miracles being done by the disciples and by Philip. Amen. It's very cool. It's very cool. How cool is that? When the magicians are like... Whoa! We can't do that! God must be real. 14. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to him Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet fallen on any of them, But they had only been baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. So now we have Holy Spirit baptism as well. Praise the Lord. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And Simon answered, "Pray, pray to me, uh, pray for me to the Lord, that nothing of what you have said may come upon me." Man, Peter spoke straight. There was no beating around the bush. He's like, "Shame on you! I can see this in your life. Deal with it." And did the guy get offended? He was like, "Oh my gosh! Thank you for pointing that out." What do I have to do? Man, this is what it should look like. I am thankful when people rebuke me and say, you're actually not believing the truth right now. That is the greatest form of love anyone can show you. Thank you, Jesus, for people that do that in my life. I want you to have your heart open. It's not that they're judging you. It's like I actually see this in the spirit. Something's going on for you and your heart's not quite right. They're like they're helping you man i love it i love how straight he was he had a word of knowledge he had discernment and insight by the power of the holy spirit you can expect these things in your life god lives inside of you sometimes we just need to ask some more questions sometimes when we feel something's off maybe we just need to say father what's going on here what's really going on what what, what's going on in the heart of this person what, what, can I, what can I release right now? He's so good and he's so kind. He doesn't want to leave us in our mess and in our brokenness. He wants to help us. He wants us to be whole. Amen. Now, when they had test, uh, we're twenty-five now. Now, when they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord. They returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. So this is now Peter and John. So they're finished, like helping out Philip, and they're like, "All right, you've got it. We're gonna go. We're gonna go back." What do they do on their way back? They're like taking every opportunity, preaching the gospel. Right. Twenty-six. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, "Rise and go." toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. There's angel appearances and he's, he's being directed by angels now. The life of a disciple. Man. Peter had an angel appeared and just tell him what to do. Isn't that awesome? Ah. Oh. This is a desert place. Oh, we're going to Gaza. It's a desert place. 27. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. Man, when you are like just walking with the Lord and doing what he's told you to do, expect that he's going to give you instruction. Go to that person over there. Go to that person who's ready. You're in the supermarket. Hey, you noticed that person. Go over to them. They need some encouragement. You know, what can happen if we just start listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit? When we go about our day, go over and join this chariot. So P- Philip ran to him. So he's running super fast now. I imagine a chariot's like full steam ahead. So Philip gets this supernatural burst of energy and he runs and he keeps up with the chariot. And um, and he heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, "Do you understand what you're reading?" And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? Man, let's believe for people, for the Lord to send us to people like, how can I understand this? Can you just tell me? Like, we want, we want to be investing in people that have open hearts and that are ready to receive the gospel. So let's just be asking the Lord. Like, that's a good thing to pray about. It's a good thing. God, send me to the ones that are ready. Highlight people that are ready. And he invited Philip to come and sit with him. 32. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? 35. Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. Man, whenever we are like sharing the gospel, let's always let it be about Jesus. That's where it's got to land, hey? Let's not get into like weird rabbit trails. It's like jesus what do they need they need the answer the answer is always jesus 36 and as they were going along the road they came to some water and the eunuch said see here is water what prevents me from being baptized this guy is hungry yes lord we love hungry people man he's like i'll jump in the water with or without you And he commanded the chariot to stop and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptised him. And when he came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more. This guy, Philip, has just been translocated. So he's baptised someone and then he comes out of the water and then he's like, boom, in another city. Whoa! Whoa! Isn't that amazing? Where are we at? Um, and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. Forty, but Philip found himself at Azotus, Azotus, however you want to say that. And as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to the Caesarea. Caesarea. (laughs) That's what I wanted to say. I'm like, I know that's not right. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Oh my gosh. So day in the life of this disciple, preaching the word of God, signs, unclean spirits coming out, the paralyzed, lame, healed, people saved and baptized, Holy Spirit baptisms, discernment and words of knowledge, angels giving directions, super speed, Jesus being preached, someone getting born again again, baptism, more baptism, translocation and preaching the gospel. Wow, what a day. Isn't that awesome? It may have happened over a few days, but how exciting. How exciting to be a disciple of Jesus. How exciting to have God living on the inside. What could happen? Man, all of this was breaking out and happening because they devoted themselves to the Apostles' Doctrine, to fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers. It wasn't rocket science. They were just like, and it, it was like they are on fire. I've been reading a book. How are we going? Are you bored yet? We're going good. Um, (sighs) I've been reading a book. uh, It's called Wildfires by Jessie Green. She has been, she's in California, California? Somewhere in America. California. And they're seeing like revival break out and she writes about it. She's like, I'm in the middle of this, and here's an insight into like my head, like what I'm doing, what I'm seeing God do. I'm so enjoying like reading some of her diary entries because I'm like, it feels I I hear you, girl. Yes, I'm sure you just copied my journal from yesterday. It's like yes. Um. Anyway, and she has like how do we apply any of this i feel like application number one is devote yourself make a decision in your heart i'm going to be a follower of jesus and so i'm going to devote myself to the apostles doctrine to fellowship breaking of bread and prayers p.s if someone can do a really cool rap this week of that i'm going to give you a prize there, there's a challenge. Sarah's like, "There's a prize involved. I am in." All right. So we need we need a we need some sort of cool. Um, anyway, I'm digressing. <laughs> um, she's like, she's like, it's actually not rocket science. I'm pretty sure she wrote somewhere, and it's like, here's my revival school 101. So here's some here's some things. You want to be a disciple. George is already working on the rap. I love it. (sighs) Here's some more things to put into that rap Revival 101. Follow Jesus. Who are you following? We're not following a preacher. We're not following the latest mega church. We're following who? Jesus. Jesus. Read the Bible. Told you it would be simple. Read the Bible. Man, read it. And if you're like, I'm not getting anything out of this, I'm Get with someone who loves reading the Bible. Mix some fellowship in with it. Let's read it together. Man, I love reading the Bible. I love listening to it. I love talking about it. I love hearing what other people are reading. Call me if you're like, I don't know what to read. Call me. Some of us like read the same chapter every day. It's like. Get into it. It will change your life. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I love that the disciples were continually filled with the Holy Spirit. It wasn't a one-time thing. It wasn't just the Acts, the Pentecost infilling. They were filled and they were filled and they were filled. Right? Amazing. Preach the Gospel. Man, you want to see revival? You've got to preach the gospel. Open your mouth. I've loved like um, nestling up to Sam a bit at work and just like seeing her take opportunities to like, just go and pray for this person. Hey, can we share a testimony about something that happened? I, how about we just pray for you now? Like She's like, any way she can, she's, she's like preaching the gospel. Sometimes without preaching the gospel. But sometimes it is just, hey, God's real. I'm going to pray for you. And, and she's, seeing, she's seeing God move. She's seeing God back her up. Make disciples. That great commission that Jesus left for the disciples, it's for you. If you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do, make disciples. Start with one. Make disciples. I don't care what your job is. Make a disciple. Yeah, and you might be like, well, I don't know very much. You know more than someone who's not saved yet. I don't have all the answers either. But it's like, that's a great question. I don't know how your brain got over there. I've never, ever thought of that question. Let's find out the answer together. Like, you don't have to have all the answers to make a disciple. What do you have to keep doing? Point them to Jesus. Point them to Jesus, right? Um, give generously. This is Jesse Green's 101 for revival. Give generously. We saw the disciples were generous. They loved not their own lives, even unto death. They were giving, Okay? It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Like this is 101. Commit yourselves to other believers. Commit yourselves to other believers. There's a reason why we gather. It's so we don't get short-sighted. It's so that we get to encourage one another and stir one another up to love and good works. You should, if we're doing it right... You should leave on a Sunday, being like, "Rah, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I feel so encouraged. I, uh, rah, I'm so encouraged." And then you, and then you go throughout your week, and you're in the Word every day, and you're like, "I'm encouraged," and I'm praying, and and I'm meeting with someone, and I'm praying with them, and oh my gosh! And then I go to my church group, and I'm, I'm like. Feasting on the word and we're worshipping we're praying for one another and man, all of a sudden there's this fire in your heart and it just keeps getting bigger because you just keep putting, putting the logs on the fire. Amen? And then she writes, this is her last point, Revival 101. If you ever hear the Spirit telling you not to do any of these things, Command Satan to flee from you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen sister, preach it. Preach it. man, what are you giving yourself to? Do we want do we want to see God move? Do we? Do we want to see people's lives impacted by the gospel? Do we want to see the Lord moving in signs, miracles and wonders? Man, it starts with us and it starts with what we give ourselves to. It's as simple as that. God's inside of you. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel stirred up. Um... I always am when I read that stuff.